player two has entered the podcast. In a world where there are a million video game podcasts, one man, also one other man, had a vision to start a video game podcast. Starring Michael Peterson as himself, a.k.a. as MC Paperstacks, a.k.a. as a guy who's just trying to figure out how to do an intro. And also starring... Derek Mason, a.k.a. Full Mac, baby! Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> he loves to sit down. Two men will sit down at the computer for hours recording a dumbass podcast for your enjoyment. Early Coming baby. this summer. Hopefully they'll still be doing it. This winter, right now, <laughs> uh, Player Two has entered the podcast. Yay! <laughs> Get to the yeah. chopper! Get, pick up the <laughs> controller, play the video game! Do it, do it now! Uh, how's it going? <laughs> uh, it's going, man! <laughs> it's, a, it's a struggle to in- do an intro off the, off the cuff, man. Off the cuff. I've been thinking about how we need to spice up the intros, and I, I thought, what better way to, than to do a movie trailer? And uh, it worked out pretty mediocre. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. no. Yeah, no. should definitely do it more often. Yeah, yeah, maybe do it better, but yeah. Maybe a little more planned. Yeah, a little know. more planned. Just don't, you know, launch into it. I just kind of kind of went there. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week? <laughs> it, was pre- it was pretty good, man. Last week, I told you guys that I was getting a new phone, and it finally came. It's the Samsung Galaxy Note 20, and mm. it is a beast of a phone. It is huge, man. Yeah. Yeah. How big it, is it? It's big as fuck. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's my really notes, big. My old note's pretty sizable, but like, uh, mm-hmm. what would you compare it to? Like, my old note is probably half of a PlayStation, maybe like a little more than half of a PlayStation 4 case, of like a game case, I want to say. So you, you said yours is two toilet Almost paper rolls. Almost the size of two toilet paper rolls stacked on top of each other. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, just a little shorter than that, but it's 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 a big it's a big boy, big boy. Did you see those phones that I don't remember how they what what they describe them as? I saw one at the game trailers where like it it it's multi dimensional, like you can slide out a vertical screen that comes out of the middle of the phone while it's laying on its side. Is it like the uh, it's a touch screen, but it's also a oh man. Well, all the phones are touch screens nowadays, but no, yeah. I know it's 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 it was something weird, real weird, and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was a flip. It was, I'm thinking of the flip phone that had two touch screens. That's what it was. That's I mean, it was, was kind. It was kind of like a flip. I don't, I only saw it set up like it was laying on its side playing like a racing game, and then there is a screen jutting out the middle, like like almost like you slid it out, mm-hmm. and it had like the map for the game. Hmm. And I was yeah, like, no, oh, I that's kind of tight. Yeah, they were advertising on the Game Awards. It said the world's first fucking weird-ass phone where you slide the... I don't know what they called it, but it was the world's game trailers present. Burger King presents <laughs> in association with Reese's. The first... I don't know. So hmm. Interesting. The, yeah, it was it was the game commercials. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't help that. But no, this phone is great. The camera's really good on it. My pictures are showing up real well on eBay. Mm-hmm. And whatnot, so I'm That's loving good. it. I'm loving it. Speaking of pictures on eBay, we got to sexy them things up. Kristen was telling me a really good idea that I wanted to share with you to see what you thought about it. She said that you can get pretty dynamic pictures if you take like three different phone boards and you kind of like, you put one on the, I guess, on the platform or whatever, and then mm-hmm. you take two and you stand them up and kind of make corners out of them, and it helps the lighting. You, oh, ever, okay. you ever try something like that? No, but I use a light box, so... 
A light box. Okay. Yeah, it's probably similar to a light box effect, but I guess it would be more flexible because the foam boards are separate pieces. Or does yours break out in separate pieces? It folds. It folds out. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it's a lot of my pictures are not with a light box because oh, I just okay. got it like a couple months ago. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I saw any pictures with a light box. I have to check that out. Yeah, I, and I, I also got a new phone, so the pictures show up even better. Nice. (laughs) So you got new phone, you got your light box, things are okay. All right. And uh, just a a little update from last week. Remember I was talking about the Kirby game that someone opened an item not received case against me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so eBay ended up finding it in their favor because they had not received it. But the thing is, when I called them, the lady said that she was going to put the case on hold for 10 days. And then when I got off the phone, it said case resolved, buyer has been refunded their money. And I said, the hell? Supposed to hold it for 10 days. Like, literally, like, yeah, at at my expense. expense. Yes, at my expense. Dude. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is bull. Mm -hmm. And of course, the game gets delivered like two days later. Oh, did the person tell you about it? No, I saw that it got delivered. Oh. And so uh, I emailed eBay and I was like, hey, you know, it got delivered. I need this feedback, negative feedback removed. I need my money back. I need, I need all these things. And they're like, well, you know, uh, at the time we didn't, we couldn't see that it was delivered. So you're just going to have to hit them up and see if they'll give you your money back. That's terrible. <laughs> I was like, wow, really? So I need to, I need to actually get on the phone with a person and explain the situation because doing it through email just leaves people up to their own devices, how to figure out how to solve the situation. At the end of the email, it said, I'm glad I was able to solve your problem. I was like, you didn't solve anything, dude. Wow. So, yeah, it is what it is. That really sucks. So that's the eBay situation. So I'll I'll update you guys next week to see if I can get my money back and my feedback changed and all that good stuff. Moving on from that, more eBay stuff. I got some really good pickups this week. Uh, Just a few that I'm going to rattle off. Uh, I got the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy on PS3, Mm -hmm. the Resistance trilogy on PS3, Mm a Paolumu monster hunter figure and that's the uh, if you play monster hunter world that's the monster that looks kind of like a bat and it puffs up its torso area it just looks like a big ball with wings cool uh, i got a lego set of the flat iron building in new york okay it's brand new got a nice little juggernaut x-men figure and the coolest thing i found was a final fantasy 9 vv doll from 2000 nice it's probably the same one i have i bet yeah it's a and it's actually quite it's it's like a 50 dollar doll man Oh, it is? I didn't yeah. know it was that expensive. Yeah, my buddy uh, got me that, well, you know, 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> back when it wasn't as easy to get those types of things, and I cherish it. I have that, and I have a, a Moogle. I think it's mock because it has a little orange bonbon instead of, like, the usual red one. Right. Yeah, but I thought it was really cool. As soon as I saw it, I thought of you. But it's nice to know that you already have one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to buy that off you for 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, was, I wasn't going to sell it to you. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet, man. Thanks for thinking of me. Yeah, yeah no, I already I already have my eat my VV up there. I'm surprised you haven't seen him. He's I probably he, have. Yeah, he's been displayed prominently right next to Mushu, because they're Mushu. loosely related thanks to Kingdom Hearts. Right. I think I got the Mushu, <laughs> like I got that as a Best Buy bonus when I got the Mulan DVD way back when when it came mm-hmm. out. Wow. So and they gave me a Mushu doll with it, and I was like, what am I gonna do with this? And I just right. but Kingdom Hearts, and I was just like, okay. Cool, <laughs> so, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. And I think the the last thing in, uh, that's going on with me lately, and it goes on with me all the time, is a little something I like to call Nora-isms. 
Nor is these. Yeah, these are things that my daughter says to me that are so cute, but also make no sense at all. Mm. <laughs> and so she has a saying that she likes to say when I tell her something that she doesn't want to hear. She says, "Don't say me that. Mm. Don't say me that, Daddy." Say me that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you almost got it, baby. But she'll literally the other day, I was telling her, I forget what I was telling her. I was like, come here, you know, let's brush our teeth. And she's like, don't say me that, daddy. Mm. And I said, I can say whatever I want. I'm your daddy. And she mm. said, I am your Nora. And then, <laughs> and then Vicky from the other room just starts cracking up, cackling. And then I'm just like, I hate you, babe. <laughs> like, it's not helping. Whenever I try to like, do some discipline or be a dad, be daddy. Vicky's always laughing at something Nora says because she's so cute. And you can't yeah. help it really most of the time. Be careful. This is the year where she's going to pick up on that and weaponize it. Because Ben's oh, already she's trying like, to do I'm that sh- crap. Yeah, I'm sure she already has been trying to weaponize it. She does it all the time. Yeah, he'll get real cute real fast whenever we try to come down on him. Usually when we're both like, do it. He's like, okay, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. She'll like look at her mom and be like. Huh? Huh? Funny, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Vicky be like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I can't even with y'all. Yeah. But yeah, Nora isms. Hopefully, I can have one for y'all every week. But this is the one that I got for you now. So I am your daddy. I right. am your Nora. Just- right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, I. I. Uh, the more I hear about her, because I've been following you guys on Facebook when you post about her being silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more I'm like, we got to get her and Ben back together again. Yeah, most definitely. So, oh, one of my videos just came up because I finally finished editing. Not to jump ahead or anything, but OBS crashed on me again. <laughs> and oh, I was no. just, yeah, I was just combining two separate videos into one for like my YouTube upload because uh, OBS just decided to go kaputs. Every That's time nice. OBS updates, I'm like, cool. Maybe they'll finally fix the fact that it crashes occasionally. Right. Well, not this time. That sucks, so, man. It does suck. So that, that pretty much wraps up your week? Yeah, pretty much, man. All right. Well, there's a few things I got going on. I know a few things we want to talk about together. In fact, most of the stuff I have is just public general news stuff, so we can talk about that. First things first, though, Big Mouth. Have you finished it? Yes, I have. Season four? All right. Yes. What did you think overall? I thought it was one of the best seasons yet. Mm-hmm. The way that they portray anxiety and depression is just like nuts how spot on it is. Like yeah, it's... you can tell they do some consulting with psychologists, or at least with the current slate of what psychologists are targeting or how they're kind of identifying these issues and treating them, for sure. Right. I yeah. think. The last episode, I did enjoy it. I did not like how they ended it. Me neither. Yeah, it was I... just literally the last part. I was just like, why? Yeah, I don't remember the exact last part, but I don't like the last episode. Chris and I were talking about it. The last episode, I think, was the one that they were doing in the midst of the pandemic. And I don't think the writers were in the same room because I got a little upset. You probably noticed this. The last episode is where they switched out Jenny Slate for the new voice actress. Yeah. Ayo Edabiri. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not mispronouncing that. Ayo Edabiri. Yeah, they were actually, I think they replaced her the second to last episode. Oh, they did? I didn't yeah. I didn't notice until the last right. episode. That's interesting. Yeah, and Vicky noticed too. And I, I almost didn't notice because she sounded pretty similar to me. I, I noticed but once immediately, she, yeah, but then once again, maybe point, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, once she pointed it out, I was like, okay, yeah, that is somebody different. But Yeah, I pointed yeah. out too, and then we rewinded it because Kristen didn't recognize it either, and then she did. But uh, I got worried because, I mean, she didn't sound exactly like Missy, which is fine. 
but she also didn't really have kind of a nerdy tilt or an excited kind of lilt to her voice. It didn't sound to me like Missy. Mm-hmm. And then I got really worried. I was like, oh, and then I started, so I started hyper-focusing on her. And then I was like, she's not funny. She's not interesting. But then, and, and I started to blame that on her voice actor, but then I thought about it and I was like, no, wait a second. That last episode, it just felt like they were trying to rapidly come to a conclusion. There was mm-hmm. hardly any jokes or gags. Like it really wasn't, it didn't feel as full of like planning and forethought and comedy as some of the other episodes in the series. And I think they were so focused on Nick's resolution and everybody helping him that comedy took a backseat. So everybody actually wasn't as funny as they usually were, to be honest. So I don't really blame that on her. I'm going to still, I want to give her a chance and hopefully she'll be able to do just as good as a, a job. Like obviously her having the opportunity is the good thing. And now I'm just like comparing her and the other person. <laughs> it's yeah. tough when somebody takes over something that you already have like set up in your head. Yeah, but so, she'll she'll be. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, I was looking her up. I mean, she's a pretty accomplished comedian. So I think once she gets a hold of Missy and kind of makes her her own, maybe there'll be a good kind of melding of that character. I just think they didn't really get a chance to let her settle into the role, and COVID probably played a big role in that. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Also, Kristen made this observation after thinking about it. I had to agree. The last episode felt, for the first time ever in the series, a little forced and a little preachy. Mm-hmm. Like with the gratitude. Oh, I, I think, love the gratitude. No, I do too. And I think gratitude is huge. And, and it's actually extremely accurate. The best way to combat a lot of things, including anxiety and depression, is gratitude. Practicing it. Like literally, like every day, just exclaiming what you're grateful for. It changes your brain's plasticity. It's important. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They just usually they do it in that big mouth way. That's kind of over the top, but it's got packed with subtle truth bombs. And this one felt a little bit on the nose, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I just noticed a subtle shift in the writing. And again, I can probably attribute that to COVID and being tough to me and everybody kind of having their own stuff on their plate. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. Wait, 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 what are you going to do? <laughs> wait, what are you going to do, baby? I love to sit down. Right. <laughs> the way it ended was with a song. Mm-hmm. And it was focused on what is that hormone monster? What's my name? I don't know. Oh, my name. What are you gonna do? Yeah, Ugh. Nick's hormone monster. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah, it didn't stand out that to me that much. But the whole episode was like meh for me, so it's fine. Yeah. But no, I overall I really liked it. I loved like we we talked about before the Missy parts mm-hmm. and her her whole journey and stuff. And I loved the Code Switch song. Yeah. That was a great the, song. The code switching was great. And then I loved how, was it Devin? No, Devin's the girl. What, what's the guy's name? Dion? Uh, Devon. Devon, that's it. Devon was being kind of checked by Missy's cousin, like, uh-uh, you should never code switch and don't right. sell out. And then immediately, like, her RA came on. She's like, hey, girl. Right. <laughs> and she's like, shut up. That's different. And, so it's different but, when you're code switching for pussy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's like, you must have <laughs> like, sw- you dialed your code switch to pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good, Missy. She yeah. had some zingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she for real did. But yeah, code switching is a thing. We all do it to some degree. I mean, when I get really comfortable, I kind of slip into a certain mode. And then, of course, I have to switch that up. Uh, and I got teased a little bit about it in college because I joined a white fraternity and all of them are like, why do you talk like that? And I'm like, like what? Because I don't really notice it. Right. Uh, but then I do notice it when I kick it up a notch. I remember when we were doing the episode with AD and GP 
Uh-huh. And my code went ultra black. <laughs> like I listened back, and I was like, "Damn, Mike, <laughs> who knew Mike? Who this?" <laughs> but I mean, it just reminded me of being like back in school because I went to the schools in my neighborhood were both predominantly black. Mm-hmm. So I slid like I slid back into that. But it sounds weird because I don't do it all the time. Because I'm this. I mean, we're all I think complicated creatures, and we're all like the the products of our environment, and. I'm not a hundred percent like stereotypically white, but I definitely have, you know, I mean, I am white and I have very strong white parts about me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not perpetrating or trying to be stereotypically black, but I have, you know, think like I've had past girlfriends, even my wife now, people recognize certain things in me and they're genuine. They just come from, you know, being growing up where I grew up and being who I am, you know? Yeah. And I think the reason why Kristen and I get along so well is because both of us, aren't really traditional you know what i mean as far as like what people would expect out of us mm-hmm. you know Kristen would get teased because her parents were very focused on her speaking a certain way and of course her name and everything else and so she would get teased for not being black enough i would get it never by black people but white people would accuse me of perpetrating like they know what black is and mm-hmm. i would get harassed by like by white people and we didn't re- not it's not like we didn't fit in but people were trying to like place us into a box that we didn't fit in. And I think both of us kind of relate in that way. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice that I found somebody that kind of like has that parallel experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, for some, it's a journey that never ends. And I, and I think, you know, ultimately that's just the way it is, but I'm glad that I eventually got to the point where I was comfortable in being myself and embracing it and not letting other people shame me into being something I'm not, or trying to like fit in, to like what's expected of me you know what i mean yeah, yeah. well i can uh i bet you it? can <laughs> relate well yeah well i can relate even more so now because i don't have to do that shit anymore because i work for myself yeah so i don't you, have to you don't have to code switch as much do you <laughs> yeah no it's great it's so great i can be my 100 percent genuine self mm-hmm. in front of whoever the fuck and if you don't like it then i'll have to do business with you yeah no, it's it's the healthiest way to live, you know, and it's I think it's the biggest lesson, especially for young people, because there's such a huge focus on fitting in and belonging and how to go about that. And honestly, I think the focus if, you know, for people out there listening, for young people and whoever else, I think the focus should be definitely to be yourself first, because you can fail at fitting in and it's out of your control. Like if you go into a club or a click and your whole focus is to fit in you're going to change yourself and then when it doesn't work you're going to feel the shame of, fa- of failure like oh man I'm, I'm i'm not worth it i can't measure up to these folks but if you are yourself you've already succeeded at being yourself and if that doesn't fit with that particular group you're not so hard on yourself you're like you know what it doesn't fit i was honest we weren't clicking i'm moving on to the next thing and then you're more likely you're more apt to find that group or that place that you do fit in as your authentic self you know what i mean yeah and and i think it's so hard to learn that lesson for a lot of kids especially for me i just wanted to fly under the radar so i was always just trying to be whatever it is i thought people wanted me to be when i was young and it's taxing and it's rough Mm -hmm. and you never fully succeed you can never be what everybody wants you to be all the time so don't even try the best thing is to be yourself and this is the proof of it the people in my life that I've really looked up to, the most successful people, the coolest people that I've known, were always 100% themselves. Oh, thanks. Right? And you recognize that. No, you do. You recognize that. Yeah. So. You recognize my success. 
<laughs> uh, just you know, uh, genuine recognized genuine, you right? Know? So yeah, I think you mean genuine. <laughs> Gen- genuine. Oh, nine o'clock <laughs> on the phone. In those jeans, looking good. In those Come on, oh. <laughs> my pony. Yeah, so got on a little tangent there, but I think it's important. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, and no, Big Mouth, man, that's a show I'm going to like archive and show back to Ben when he's like 10 to get him ready yeah. for puberty because it's important. Yep. So, well, here's the season five. Hopefully yeah. it's just as good and I look forward to seeing what they do next. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Love for those who haven't seen Big Mouth, you should watch it. It's really good. Yep. It's raunchy as fuck, but if you if you're cool with that, I mean, yeah. if you listen to us, you're probably fine with that. Right? But, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a decent show. Yeah, I will say this season took it a little further than I was expecting it to. Actually, yeah. a lot further. There was a lot of stuff Woo. that went way, way, way far. Yeah, yeah. Like that but, whole episode yeah. about fingering and hand jobs—that was good times. Oh yeah, that was, but that was a really good episode. <laughs> it was one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. And yeah, okay, yep. okay. No, no, no. Uh, just rub the Calm bell. down. No. Calm down. <laughs> I said all this. I said this sounds way too familiar. <laughs> no, it brought back memories. Chris and I were swapping our like first like hand job slash fingering stories. That was good times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're pretty mm-hmm. awkward. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've been keeping up with Mandalorian, have you? Yes, sir. Good, Spoiler good, alert. Good. Well, not really. No, okay. I'm not gonna spoil anything. But I did want to mention uh, a really interesting observation I heard. Friend of the show, GP, co-host of Call It Like I Don't See It podcast. Well, Check him out if you have Call it in. <laughs> during positive chakra. But no, I wasn't during that. <laughs> no, GP was talking about Mandalorian and he made an observation that it is just, he thinks it's so good because it's just like a video game. And I can't yeah. argue. He was talking about, and I don't have his quote to quote him verbatim. Go check out the show if you want. He was talking about how Mando spent the first part, like in the first season, he was gathering his gear and upgrading his Beskar armor, right? Mm-hmm. He got the little symbol for defeating like the boss, like that little rhino, the space right. rhino. The mud horn. Yep. And he got his call to action, his main quest. And so he has his main quest line, but he's doing side quests the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then in the, in the new season, now he has more direction for his main quest and he's still side questing. He's like getting squad mates now. You know what I mean? Like he's squatting yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And... It's just like the way he was describing the progression of it. I was like, man, this really is just like a video game. And the thing about it, it's just really well written and the action scenes are really good. And even though like it's a Disney show and it's Star Wars and I know that ultimately everything's going to be okay, they still feel tense to me. Yeah. I was noticing that on the most recent episode with Bill Burr. By Uh the way, love Bill Burr. Bill Burr showed some emotional range in that episode. He did. He He really did. I was surprised. Yeah. He looked more sad than angry. Maybe that's what he was going for. But like, mm-hmm. I could see tears in his eyes. I was like, bro, you know what I think helped him with that emotional range? What? The fact that he's a father. Yeah. Not that you can't have an emotional range without being a father, but he's known for being kind of hard edged. He's had a, he had a very rough childhood mm-hmm. and he has his feelings like, you know, in a stand up, he's like, block stuff way down, stuff of feelings way down yeah. inside and you die from that ball of feelings you won't let out. <laughs> like that's his shtick. But I think he's softening into his feelings and he's opening up and it's helping his acting and i think part of that transformation is him becoming a father when you hear him about talk about his kids it's heartwarming so shout out to bill burr on mandalorian fucking crushing it i love that episode and i loved him in it it was was pretty good but yeah what what do you think about mando as a video game oh it's definitely definitely has video game vibes Mm -hmm. side quests in order for me to help you do this i need you to do this for me first Right. It's basically the every episode <laughs> or before <laughs> we can get here, we need to go to this place that's completely almost irrelevant 
mm. in order to get to the ship or whatever. Man, if they ever made a, Man- a Mandalorian video game, bro. I mean, they have like Star Wars Bounty Hunter games. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I it, it wouldn't I, be too far fetched. Yeah, I would love to see somebody who has decent experience with those types of games, like maybe BioWare, as long as EA doesn't get too involved. But of course, they will. But maybe somebody similar that doesn't have EA pulling their strings. And then the writers from the Mandalorian show partnering up. That would be awesome. I think if they let Respawn do it, even though EA kind of let them do their own thing with Jedi Fallen Order. So, yeah, and that ended up being really good. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a, it's only a matter of time though when EA smells money before they come in. They come in, you know. They're gonna be like, "Hey, Disney, can we make them make a Mandalorian game, please?" And Disney's please. like, uh, "Disney just silently points to Battlefront, Battlefront Two. No, right. no, no, <laughs> bad, no." <laughs> well, cool. Speaking of video games and insaneness, this is less video game news, but man, it sounds like it. Spider Verse. Just, I mean, we can get to the Marvel, like the whole slate of Marvel announcements here real quick because they were expansive and too much for both of us to handle. Yeah. But all the news coming out about Spider-Man 3, Alfred Molina reprising his role as Doc Ock. Remember him from Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 from the Sam Raimi series? Yep. Jamie Foxx reprising his role as Electro. We remember him from the Amazing Spider-Man series. Charlie Cox (laughs) signing up to be Daredevil from Netflix. Mm -hmm. They're doing... A Spider-Verse. And they're bringing in all these older movies as part of that Spider-Verse. And they actually hinted that that will play into or kind of be introduced, the concept, by the new Doctor Strange movie. The, what do they call it? The Multiverse of Madness? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, of course, plays into WandaVision, right? Yeah. Wow. Which plays into Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, like the little girl from Captain Marvel 2 grows up and she's actually in WandaVision. Yeah. No. The way that they were connecting everything, I was like. Yeah. It's a lot. But speaking specifically about the Spider-Man 3 movie, I yeah. it's too much. I really? think it's too much. I really do. If anybody can pull it off, I feel like Marvel can, you know? Yeah. And the but, thing is, how do you go bigger than Endgame? You know what I mean? I mean, think about Far From Home. Mm-hmm. How did you enjoy that movie? I liked it. I liked it too. I thought it was really decent. How did you enjoy it after watching Endgame? Uh, I haven't watched it since. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, it was a more personal story. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was being real dumb, trusting this this random guy, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, me too. But, of course, you know, comic book fans already know what's up, Mysterio. Right. But, it was uh, cool that Mysterio was in a movie. Yeah, and the reason I say it's too much is because it just seems like it's they're just going to throw it at the screen. Guess what, guys? The next Spider-Man movie is going to have all these Spider-Man, all these villains, and we haven't mm-hmm. really built up to it. But we, we will say we built up to it by making all these failed, well, not failed, but these past Spider-Man movies and then we can just say from there hey we know you've seen that so these guys are in here but did they build up to it though because again wandavision multiverse of madness into the spider-verse which i mean is Sony's. We'll, we'll see we'll see i think again nobody said that they could pull avengers off right like remember just think back to before avengers back when it was just the first four movies uh-huh. and how nuts that seemed and how they yeah. just nailed it right yeah and then think all the way 10 years later in Endgame and how many characters were in that and how they nailed it, right? Yeah. They, they they stuck the landing on that arc. I saw the first Avengers movie six times in theaters. Yeah. Six. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's good. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being too hopeful, but I'm, I'm leaning more towards the positive. I'm actually really super excited, and I, I can't wait to see what they do with it and bringing in... And tying these movies together and seeing different Spider-Mans interact, that's going to be kind of bananas. I'm into yeah. it. 
Yeah, should we just go straight into the Marvel news then? Let's do it. So are we talking about it? Yeah. Okay. Go uh, it, I've got a picture up in front of me of all, well, not all of them, but most of the properties that Marvel is bringing to Disney+. Plus. We've got mm. WandaVision, of course, is coming out January 15th. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. The mm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier got a new trailer. Got a trailer. Yeah. What do you was, think about that? I thought it was dope. I'm excited to see what's what's going on. Because yeah. I know that they're bringing in a U.S. agent as the new Captain America. And when I was uh, watching Double Toasted talk about it, mm. one of the guys was saying they think that they're going to go the route of, we don't want this black man as Captain America. Like, America doesn't want this black man as Captain America. We uh. want this white you know, this white bread guy, you know, apple pie and everything. So that might be, that might touch on like racial injustice and stuff in the show. And if they can do it, which I think Marvel has done a good job of bringing like current events and political stuff into their movies. I think that they, I, I, well, no. Well, okay. Here, I'll say this. Okay. Because I, I agree with you. It's cool that Marvel's doing it. I'm always a little bit cynical when large multi-billion dollar corporations take on social issues way after the fact mm-hmm. and i always think back to that scene and the boys made fun of this if you recall the scene where spider-man's like are you gonna be okay and then all the women show up like it's okay we got her mm-hmm. you know like captain marvel couldn't do it on her own right and captain marvel kind of being a little bit on the nose and again the young kids were like yeah and all the cynical adults were like uh, like gross because yeah. we know that if public opinion doesn't sway in the majority towards a particular social issue, they're not going to tackle it. You think about all the companies that fired or discontinued their contracts or disassociated with people who supported the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And then how this year they were all like, Black Lives Matter. And then they were all getting called out. Yeah. I do think it's important. And again, I, I will forever be grateful to Marvel for s- some of the things they've done, like Black Panther. I think that's really great. And I think that they're they're doing really good by having directors in the same you know like demographic as the movies yes. that they're trying, stuff like yes. that. Like like with Miss Marvel, they talked about that. Yeah. But if you step too out of line of the Marvel formula, a white person will still come in and check you. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm not. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer about it. like now we're switching positivity, right? <laughs> right. Like I don't want to be a Debbie Downer about it and go, oh, they just can never do it right. I think that they're like you said. I I think it would be really interesting to see that angle. And that's actually something that has me more excited about the show because based on just the trailer, I was like, eh, you know, we'll yeah. see. But right? that's some of the best CG I've seen From in the, a TV uh, show. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't doubt the budget. I mean, look at yeah, Mandalorian, it's, it's, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, this is what our TV shows are like now. They're like movies. Well, mm-hmm. what our Disney yeah. <laughs> TV shows are like. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I am not really sold yet on Falcon and Bucky's, like, back and forth banter. Yeah, I liked it in Civil War, but it did feel less, a little less organic in the trailer. But I yeah. mean, we'll see. Yeah, I, I was. I, that's another thing I was thinking about. I like Bucky and I like Falcon. Okay, right, right. And especially in their respective movies, especially when they're playing off like the larger characters. But I don't know if they have enough charisma to hold up a show by themselves. But I could be wrong. Again, yeah. if the writing is strong, they're both like competent actors. We can see where it goes. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I share the same concern. Yeah. Continuing on, because we this is a lot of stuff to talk about. Bro. Uh, we got Black Widow. We got mm-hmm. Loki. Loki got mm-hmm. a trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, something to do with the TVA and time hopping and dimension hopping and all that. It looks cool. Yeah. Can't wait to see what goes on with that. Uh, mm-hmm. What I'm most excited for is the what if. What if. Yeah, what if. I'm, yes. Yeah, it's an animated Marvel series that basically 
ask the question, what if, like they have T'Challa becoming Star-Lord, mm-hmm. they have, uh, what is her name, Peggy Carter becoming Captain Britain, I believe, instead yeah. of Steve Rogers becoming Captain America, uh, yeah. so on and so forth. A zombified Captain yeah, America. Yeah, Marvel Zombies like, in there. I was like, oh, Marvel Zombies, let's Because go. the thing is, in, in case people haven't recognized, comics are weird just and to, sometimes stupid to quote bob chipman who i don't like anymore i don't mm-hmm. know if you know who he is he's known I as movie bob he sucks but anyways <laughs> he's right about that comics are weird but yeah there's so many weird directions and offshoots of the marvel universe that wouldn't really fit like in the main cinematic universe because i mean they're even wackier than guardians of the galaxy if you can believe it yeah. And I like that they're exploring it here. That's really cool. Like, I can't wait to see them. I bet they're going to be really decent shorts. It'd be cool if they collaborated with different animators and different animation styles and stuff, like yeah. with the Animatrix or with that, that Batman movie that did a similar thing. Yeah, Gotham Knight. Gotham Knight. Was that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see. We've got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So we're going to really finally see. about Shang-Chi. Me either, but I know that we're going to see the real Mandarin in this movie. So. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about that. Miss Marvel. Coming uh, straight off her debut, not debut, but her mainstream debut. What do you think about the actress they picked? I don't know much about her, so I can't make any comments. Just your impression off of like the reveal, I guess. Uh, She just seemed like a uh, probably perfectly capable teenager. Yeah. She seemed really sweet. I like the casting. I think she seemed really sweet and good for the role. And she has that kind of, she gives off kind of a naivety about her that I think will play really well for Miss Marvel because Miss Marvel kind of fangirls out a bit, right? Yeah. And I've also. Yeah, my only instance with Miss Marvel is this Avengers game that I'm playing oh. currently. So, oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair like, enough. Like, I know who she is, but, like, mm-hmm. I've never read any of her comics or seen her in anything. Gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, my experience with her has been largely with video games, too. But, yeah, I get you. I get yeah. you. But everything I've seen, the way she's been portrayed, it sounds like they're going to nail it. I'm excited. Yep. We got Captain Marvel 2. Yep. Which will have the, uh, oh, I forget what her Ms. name Marvel is. Miss Marvel will be in it. Yeah, Miss Marvel will be in it as well as Captain Marvel's best friend, her daughter, uh-huh. will also be grown in Captain Marvel Two because right. we had the whole in-game five-year. And she'll show on. up. She'll show up in WandaVision too. It looks like. Yep. Yep. We've got the Eternals, which will take place over a few thousand years, is what they said. That's the one I'm most skeptical about. Only yeah, I don't know much about such, it. I don't know much about them, and it just seems, funnily enough, outlandish for Marvel. <laughs> Well, again, that's so, well, I mean, it's a TV yeah, show. That's, we'll see. Yeah, that's no, that's going to be a movie. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, that's a movie. That's one of their main movies. Oh. Uh, Hawkeye is coming out, and mm-hmm. he's going to be teaming up with Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. who is another Archer from the Marvel Universe. Yeah, introduced in the Marvel game. Probably one of the most in- interesting things is She Hulk. Yeah, yeah, we're getting She Hulk. I'm into that. That sounds campy as fuck. Like she's going to be a lawyer for other superheroes. I love yeah. it. And Tim Roth is returning as Abomination. Saw and, that. That's cool. Yeah. And the Hulk will be in it. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo will be in it. And Kevin Feige also teased, uh, you never know who else will show up in the show. So I'm thinking maybe exactly. Daredevil, since yeah. he's a lawyer as well. Yeah. Because she, she's a lawyer in New York, right? Yeah. Well, everyone's in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. But, you know, what are we going to do? What are you going to do, baby? <laughs> Let's see, we've got a Moon Knight. Yeah, I'm interested. Oscar yeah. Isaac is playing Moon Knight, right? He, he didn't talk about it much. Yeah, I don't know if they... Uh, they didn't uh, reveal who was casted. Oh, okay, that, so it might not event. be him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Secret Invasion. I was scared that they weren't going to do this because of how they did the scrolls in Captain Marvel. 
but we are getting yeah we are getting secret invasion is going to be a rogue sect of scrolls that will be infiltrating various forms of life on earth so that Mm. will be really cool various Uh, levels various levels in the government too yep uh iron heart who is the uh, successor to it's Riri Williams, I believe her Riri, name is. Yeah. yeah, she's the successor to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. She got her own most, suit of armor. That's yeah, just the most as advanced good. suits of armor yeah. since Iron Man. Uh, we got Armor Wars, which will star Don Cheadle as Rhodey, War Machine. Yep. yep. Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which is perfect. I love that. I love that, I am, that it was handed to them. Yep, it's not going to uh, be. It's going to be a while though. Probably like twenty twenty two Christmas. Maybe. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Which is crazy. Some of this stuff is like so far off. Like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, they said a release date of 2023. I was like, jeez. Yeah, I love it when he mentioned Blade. He was like, Blade exists. We're writing and, it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. Cool. I love it. Yeah. I Am Grouped. It's going to yeah. be a series of shorts on Disney+. Plus. Mm. And I think that about does it. I mean, we got Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah. Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Christian Bale is going to be playing Gore the God Butcher. So he will be the villain. Uh-huh. In Thor: Love and Thunder, and, and Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman will be the new Thor. Yeah. Yep. yep. In Black Panther two, they will not be recasting T'Challa to honor Chadwick Boseman's legacy. So mm-hmm. that is awesome. I don't know if Shuri is going to keep her job because of some recent comments she made about, or a video that she posted that had somebody talking about anti-vaxxing and trans issues and. Uh-oh. All that, so uh, I don't know. We'll see. There was a similar uh, video released by a voice actor from Dragon Age, and they're like, "Yeah, he's not coming back." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. Crazy. I don't know what it is about people in the public eye coming out and just dying on the trans hill. Let people fucking live, bro. Yeah, Who and cares? at the at, and at the same time, it's like you should still be able to say what you want to say without losing your job. But you gotta kind of have some discernment. You gotta have it. You can't if you want to keep your job. Well, yeah, yeah, because the thing with trans comments and anti-vaxxer comments, because this is actually a good discussion to have, is there are large sects of people that not only will listen to anti-vax comments or anti-trans comments, they will and have acted on them. And it hurts people. Mm -hmm. It actively hurts people when you spread misinformation about vaccines. Fucking measles is making a comeback, for God's sakes. And trans people are one of the most violently attacked protected groups in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of anger and emotion that comes around, like reacting to people in the trans community with, within certain groups of people. So when you led in credence to that thought process that you get to judge how another person takes care of their own body, that adds fuel to that already raging fire. I get why people get so upset about that. If you don't agree with trans people or don't like them or whatever, keep that shit to yourself. I don't want right. to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I get why a company, again, we talked to this before, virtue signaling in companies, the majority opinion sounds like my opinion. Like most people are like, yeah, leave them alone or whatever. Yeah, leave them alone. Let them live. Right? And so companies are finally starting to get behind that. And again, maybe not for the right reasons, but I'm glad that they are because that rhetoric does hurt people. It's like Donald Trump being president for the last four years and saying all the stupid shit he says and the rise and emboldenment of white nationalists, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit is correlation, bro. So, yeah, that's that's my whole take. Just to get off my soapbox for a second, that's my whole yeah. take. Yeah, yeah, no. Have discernment, people. Yeah. Have discernment. Yeah, keep, if we you got some bigoted it. comments or some shit that you know might rile up a certain group of people to be violent or make dumb decisions that hurt themselves or others, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, just yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Keep your job. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Okay. So. All right. Moving on. 
Yes. Ant, well, not moving on. Still Marvel news. Okay. There's a lot. More Marvel. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. The big news here, which we already knew, Jonathan Majors, who plays Tick on Lovecraft Country, will be playing Kang the mm. Conqueror. Right, right. And he is a Thanos-level villain, Ooh. arguably, maybe even more so. And he He's might so be... big. Right. He might be the next main villain. So for... Mm-hmm. There are no Avengers movies on the slate, which is interesting. Yeah. Because it looks like this phase of Marvel is going for more of the multiverse stuff on basically everything. And I think they're trying to establish new Avengers, but in order to do that, they need to introduce new Avengers. Right. Maybe that's why we're getting Riri and, you know, the new Thor and She-Hulk and stuff like that. Like, so you're introducing more Hulks. We can see that come into play eventually. Definitely. Yep. And 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 I'm I'm for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. And we finally got the announcement of a Fantastic Four project being made. Yes. Good luck. They can do it. They can do yeah. it. They can do it. They've done so far. Marty, it's been box office it. poison, but we'll see. Yeah, they not can even do Chris it. Evans could save it. <laughs> right? <laughs> you sure you didn't come out here to catch me in a towel? Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Chris well, Evans, yeah, he's gonna voice, I think, Buzz Lightyear in a new Buzz Lightyear prequel. Did you hear about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, and cool? actually, it's based on the human that Buzz Lightyear the toy is based off of. That's cool. Right. Within the that. Toy Story universe. So. Well, of course. But yeah, yeah, I'm into that. That's cool. <laughs> I, well, I told Vicky and she was like... Buzz Lightyear's <laughs> a real person? Yeah. I was no, like, not no, Buzz man. Aldrin? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe. I had to put that in there. <laughs> She's going to be so mad at you. I know. I'll take the hit. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for Marvel news, man. A lot of Marvel news. We're really excited, though. Cool. Oh, man. Well, we got Star Wars news, yeah. too. I didn't follow as closely as you did, but what stood out? Yeah, so I'm just going to run through this real quick. Uh, yeah, Obi-Wan sure. is getting a show. Hayden Christensen is re- returning as Darth Vader. In uh, Obi-Wan's Obi- show. Okay. Yeah. Soka, she got her. she's getting her own spinoff. Of course, they got uh, her set up, and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, a new Clone Wars show called The Bad Batch, okay. which will follow the Bad Batch of clone troopers from the Clone Wars. Mm. So that's dope. Andor from Star Wars Rogue One is getting his own series or, sh- or movie. I can't. I don't okay. remember which one. Sure. A Rogue Squadron movie is in the works. All right. And that's pretty much it for Star Wars news. That's what stood out to me. Cool. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of movie news. Well, last, last thing on current events. Just wanted to mention this real quick because it just recently happened. Thomas Tiny Lister Jr., the guy who played Debo on Friday and the president in Fifth Element. Yep. He died at 62. They're saying it's natural causes, but they also said he showed COVID-like symptoms before he passed away, so they're still like looking into it. I don't know how natural dying at 62 is, and it's obviously he was a physically fit dude, but mm-hmm. I, I think you had mentioned something about maybe he had diabetes complications as well, which could make yeah. him more susceptible to COVID, but right, uh, it sucks. It sucks. 2020 yeah. just will not leave us alone. No, man. It is bullying everybody, even the bullies. Mm-hmm. So rest in peace. Yeah, Tiny Lister, we, we love you. We love your movies. And uh, we're sorry to hear hear the news and, you know, shout outs and love go out to your, your friends and family. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into what we've been playing because it's 48 minutes in prior to editing. Oh, my God. <laughs> what you play this week? I'm playing Marvel's Avengers and Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. Uh, Marvel's Avengers is a game. It is. And you of the are, video variety, yes, yes, and you are able to play it <laughs> with the controller. Yes, it has Marvel characters, mm-hmm. but seriously, on a serious note, Miss Marvel is lovely. I love her. Okay, it's so cool seeing her nerd out over this stuff. Mm. The voice acting is pretty good. I enjoy it. Okay, 
what I will say is that the gameplay is a bit repetitive and mm. the game is hard as balls for some reason. And huh. it's like not like hard, like Dark Souls hard, but it's like cheesy hard. I so think for they designed it to be a bit spongy so that way you would either spend money or grind and then eventually want to spend money that might be part of it i, yeah. I know i didn't say i didn't find it hard but then i played the beta so yeah if it is for that reason it, i hate it because <laughs> well, <get ready laughs> if, it, it. if it's for that reason because like for instance i'll be miss marvel and they will just throw enemy after enemy after enemy after enemy after, and mm. i'll be fighting like 10 enemies at a time but i don't have the strength so to speak of taking on 10 enemies. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't... The, their health drops so low. If mm-hmm. I'm playing as the Hulk, why is it taking me eight hits to knock out a regular human? Derek, you have it. to reach inside for the true power. But also, reach, here's, reach the, inside here's, your wallet. <laughs> here's the kicker. Yeah. It's on easy mode. Reach inside your wallet. <laughs> you will find the true power in your wallet. Just reach in. I, I, I Enter your credit guess, card man. number. <laughs> I guess. It's on easy mode, and I am dying. And I don't... Well, I understand it. It's just cheesy. But, you know, I'm going to get through it. Because I, I see, I can see that there's something there in this story mm-hmm. that is real heartfelt and that they really actually worked on. Yeah, Crystal so, Dynamics had a game that was chopped and screwed by Square to make money. And there's there, the game is in there. It's just been kind of separated and splayed. And in the middle is all those grindy bits. Yeah, so I'm going to get through it. Hopefully I can get through it uh, this week or next week and tell you guys my full thoughts on it. But Okay. Yeah. Tokyo Xanadu is still pretty dope. I keep falling asleep while reading, though. (laughs) (laughs) But the combat's starting to open up, and I've got, I think, five party members at this point. Okay. So, yeah, we're making our way through that. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I was going to say, with Avengers, in any game that's either a live service, quote-unquote, or has microtransactions throughout, they're designed... Like, this is the beef against Battlefront 2, right? That you had to grind for 40 hours to be the play of Star Vader when that should be the main attraction. Right. So I'm always skeptical, and this is the reason why I'm so against these types of games, because they don't design them to be fun. They design them to encourage you to spend money in order to have fun when you already bought the motherfucking game at full retail price, which I know you didn't, but you know what I mean. Right. That's my beef. I may eventually pick it up myself when it's, like, super-duper cheap, but I'm not going out of my way to play it just because I definitely don't want to buy it directly from them or have them make any money from it because I don't want to support that type of practice. Right. It yes. is it is no bueno. la may, as the <laughs> French say. So, all right, well, let me quickly rattle off my games because we're, we're approaching an hour. My goodness. We stabbed. Yeah. We haven't even got to gaming news. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Playing it on Mondays. I unlocked Hestu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the <laughs> big guy with the maracas. Uh-huh. And he's, he's silly and lots of fun. I actually unlocked Zelda's bow through amiibo scanning, and I don't think I'm supposed to have it yet because it means she has unlocked her light powers, which she hasn't done in the story. Hmm. <laughs> but I have her light power move set. She doesn't, she hardly uses the bow. It's more about shooting light, but there are some moves where she pulls out the bow to shoot light. Eh, nope. it's, it's not yeah. the other thing. It's different. Well, All right. Link got his master sword. He's a friggin' beast with it. Oh, my God. Nice. And just like the original master sword, if you have full hearts, beams will shoot out from your attacks as you're attacking. Cool. Cool. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. I played a little bit of this the last week. I got to Act 2, where Sable's soldiers take over, and then a bunch of people escape from the raft, and the city's in chaos. I was like, wait, Act 2 is bananas. Everybody's on a rooftop trying to shoot me with a rocket. Yep. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) You know, still fun. Resident Evil 7. I played my last episode of that last night, or for Friday Night Frights this week, I should say, and I didn't finish it. I got pretty close. I got to what people would consider the back half of the game, or maybe even like the back fourth, I would say. 
And I'm just kind of like at the point where like, yeah, I'm over it. I'm going to try something new next week. It's a lot of fun. And I hope people check it out if they see the series and they're interested because it's it's a good time. Sweet. Doom Eternal. I did my last episode of that on Tuesday because, of course, Cyberpunk came out on Thursday. And in episode four, I got not one, but two different of those Imperial or whatever they're called, the keys from doing the Uh challenges. Yeah. I got good, man. Like, I was yeah. kicking ass in episode four. I felt very proud of myself. So nope. the, the key for me was getting that chain gun and then adding the shield attachment to it. I don't know if you've ever done that, but, like, when when you, you can have a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that shield saves my life in many instances. Oh, my God. So good times. Let's see. And then, finally, Cyberpunk. Who boy. Ooh. Lots to say about Cyberpunk. Cyberpunky. So where do I start? I got it on Tuesday because Best Buy is Best Boy, but I couldn't Indeed. stream it until Thursday because CD Project Red would probably kill me and my entire family if I did. But <laughs> I've played it a bunch. <laughs> Sorry, I was in the middle of a yawn. <laughs> <laughs> I played it a bunch since Tuesday. Do you want to guess from Tuesday to last night? Because I stayed up until seven in the morning playing this. That's why I sound so great today. Okay. How many times it crashed on me? Oh, no. Probably in about 15 hours of gameplay, I want to say. Oh, no. Eight. Close. Seven. Seven times. Seven times. Jeez. Twice on stream when I streamed it for three hours on Thursday. Wow. That's and not it just, good. The worst part is it just came out with another update, and it crashed on me after the update. I thought maybe the update would have stopped the crashes. Nope. That's not good. Also, you're guaranteed to see bugs. I've got some T-posing characters in my my first episode stream, but people <laughs> walking into stairs, being stuck in objects, pathing issues, scripting issues, I guess kind of engaged or started a script where a person was like, who are you? Are you here to kill me? But it was while like combat mode was going on because I was I didn't I was escaping into an apartment not knowing I was stumbling into a scene and her right. arm like folded around herself and I was trying yeah. to talk her down and I couldn't and she just started shooting at it was insane. Yeah. <laughs> so Bugs that, suck, but they are hilarious. Yeah, no. A lot of the bugs are really funny. The crashing, not so much, but the bugs themselves, eh. One of the issues I have not been having, and a lot of people have been reporting, is the the loading in of assets. And you, I guess, have been looking into us the way it's it's like chugging along on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. I didn't read a ton about it, but I saw a little bit of gameplay. What's the major issue with the last-gen consoles? Pretty much that it's just almost completely not working like it's crashing okay uh assets like you said aren't loading in like it's just yeah it's frame rate's bad run yeah it barely runs my loading is good my assets load in just fine and the frame rate is fine so the ps5 and the ssd probably has something to do with that but it does not prevent the crashing or the bugs yeah so now it's crazy that this is a late gen game no, or there's last, really the no excuse for how right. bad there's really no excuse for how bad its launch has been. And I think it, it's just a combination of crunch, bad management, and pressure from the gaming community to release it, and probably from their shareholders. Yeah. Right? Because their stock dropped, what, like eleven percent you mentioned? Twenty nine percent. Twenty nine percent. Yeah. Holy crap. You're right. <laughs> so I mean it'll probably come back up, but yeah, it's not a great launch. Now, despite all of this, it's fun. I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a good time. If I had to describe it in two words, I would say dildos everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll explain. It's a cross between, you know, like say Deus Ex because of all the cybernetic stuff and the different ways you can engage combat encounters and Fallout 
because I'm always sneaking around and picking up junk everywhere. And one of the junk assets in the game that you can use for crafting is fleshlights and dildos. Wow. So because that's just mixed in with the other junk, like playing cards, guitar picks, and, and ashtrays, you will sometimes just be in like an office building, like not even like a sex shop, maybe like a media, like where, where they would record like news stuff or your apartment. And dildos will just be sitting up right on the ground Wow! for you to pick up and dismantle or sell. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was kind of a surprise to me. And you have in the in the early game, at least, because I haven't gone out of the first like baby starter tutorial area of the city. They lock off other parts of the city, a la GTA. Yeah, there's these people called fixers. One of them is in the a main story fixer, which you've probably seen in some of the promotional material. The big dude looks kind of like Barrett Dexter Deshaun. Yeah. Well, one of the fixers names is Regina Jones. She's this lady who has an eye patch that gives you a lot of the local jobs. She's lovely. She's so supportive. She'll call me after a job and like, V, you did a good job. You're great. You're dependable. You're so awesome. There was one job I kind of botched, but I didn't know how. I must have missed like an optional objective to go in quiet instead of loud because she was like, yeah, V, we both know that was sloppy work. You can do better next time. Thanks, though. And I was just like, oh, I disappointed Regina. No. I love Regina so much when she calls (laughs) me for jobs. And the side jobs are pretty fun. They range from like taking down like a a cyber psycho, somebody whose cybernetics made them crazy, to stopping crimes, to investigating, to saving people, to installing malware, to, you know, like stealing like an item that somebody else stole, stuff like that. Cool. So, yeah, good times. I overall really enjoy it. There's a lot of tip videos out there for people who want to like, you know, really take time to invest in their character. My main tip is immediately pick two or three skills that you want to max out because there's five total. Mm -hmm. And don't worry about trying to like evenly max everything out because you can be a generalist and probably be fine, but you don't have enough points in the game to get to the end of every single skill tree. Hmm. So I find that of the five different skill trees that have all the perks, there's body, intelligence, reflexes, cool, and technical ability. Reflexes is pretty good because it governs your movement speed, your evasion for attacks, your crit chance. And then if you decide to use the mantis blades, which are those blades that pop out of your arms, Mm. it'll, it'll govern that damage. It also has perks for assault weapons handguns and then those those the, any blades you use including mantis blades or like you know if you if you're carrying a sword cool, uh, that really helps and then a lot of people are kind of stuck between the others body does athletics so like you running around and jumping and stuff and a ni- and of course it can replace into your health your regeneration your stamina annihilation plays into like your shotguns and your submachine guns and street brawlers your blunt weapons and your fists mm-hmm I haven't gotten into that whole lot, but you can rip open certain doors. You can pull people out of their cars easier because if you don't have enough body points, you can't just go GTA car. Like <laughs> you get your <laughs> own dedicated car that you can call to you, a la Roach. Like you press a button, the car shows up. Roach, but yeah, Roach, on, Roach. Let's go. Uh, so I haven't put a whole lot in the body in my uh, streaming character, and I put a little bit in on my casual character, but. I really like cool because it governs stealth and this thing called cold blood, where if you kill a person, you get an instance of cold blood that lasts a certain amount of seconds. And then you can add perks like you get gain resistance for a certain amount of time, speed, damage, different stuff like that as you spread Mm -hmm. out in the tree. Then you have intelligence that helps you with quick hacking. So you can do like hacks on people or objects during battle and it increases like your RAM. Think, Think a bit like magic points or mana. Mm-hmm. So the the amount of different quick hacks you can do and the damage and the duration, 
and you got your technical ability which plays into like grenades and engineering and crafting and using different tech weapons and stuff like the tracking bullets and things like that right to me i really enjoy doing a mix of reflexes and cool and then either going all in uh, or partial or like a high intelligence or technical ability and then maybe Mm -hmm. doing like body and the other whatever one you don't pick maybe up to like five or ten i don't know body yaddy 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 but yeah, yeah. So I'm having a really good time with it. I'm going to be streaming that moving forward. So if people are interested, again, that's the mainstream. And we'll talk about the schedule later on. But yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Nice, nice. So I think we're on to Game Awards. Yeah, let's talk about, let's just quickly rattle through yeah. the news that it's not related to Game Awards. I'm going to talk quickly about the Switch Update 11.0 that came out recently. Okay. Just kind of give people the rundown because it's pretty big. Nintendo Switch added a Nintendo Switch online button to the home menu where you can check your online services and get information about your membership status. Sweet. They have a new feature that automatically backs up your save data to the cloud. Oh. So any software with the same Nintendo account that's linked to multiple systems will actually save backup data for each console, which is good. Dope. About time. A trending feature was added to the user page so you can see the games that are trending as far as what your friends are playing. That'll be displayed, you know, for anybody that has their online status set up. You can now transfer screenshots and videos from your album directly to your smart device like your phone. Also, you can you can connect wirelessly, but you can also connect via like a USB connection to a computer if you just want to slide things over via folder. You can select which download to prioritize if you're downloading multiple things. No need to cancel all your downloads and start the download you want at first. You can just go into a menu and pick which one you want to be priority, which is nice. Ooh. They added some icons for to commemorate the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, some more pictures. You could do button mapping presets before, but not multiple ones. Now you can do multiple button mapping presets at a time. So if you have a button mapping in mind for a particular game or action, you can go and select it and have it set up for you already. Dope. And that's pretty much all the things that stand out from that. Okay. Sonic is getting a 3D series coming to Netflix in 2022. Hopefully it's good, like the movie. Hopefully it's good, like the movie. We'll see. Twitch is removing its blind play tag because there are actually a lot of gamers on Twitch who are actually blind. And they're having trouble standing out because people use blind play as like, you know, a first time playthrough. Myself included, actually. Yeah. So I'm thinking about going back through my YouTube channel and kind of changing the name to like first time Wednesdays or something just so that way. (laughs) First time Wednesday. (laughs) Right, right. Because I don't do that show anymore, but I have archive stuff and I'm not that big. So maybe I won't do it. I don't think it's going to interfere with anybody's search. But moving forward, I think it's good for people to be conscious of how. And again, this sounds like some social justice warrior bullshit. But at the same time, I get it because if you are blind and you're playing a video game, that's fucking amazing. Right. <laughs> like, I, I know of streamers who, like, play through The Last of Us, and they're completely blind. And I'm like, how? Did, how? But it, 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 they actually are able to do it. So being able to use that actual tag, I think, is important. And having it attribute to somebody who actually legit plays blind, mm-hmm. that's interesting. So yeah. I get it. The Terry, Banjo-Kazooie, and Byleth Amiibos were announced to arrive late March. And the pre-order's up now. You know, I got mine from Best Buy. Who is oh, Best yeah. Boy? I think the rest of the stuff has to do with the Game Awards. So you want to kick that off? Yeah. So the Game Awards were, were they yesterday or there for? As of recording. They were this week. They were this week. Game Awards were this week. <laughs> Woo! Game Awards. Come on now. Yeah, Game Awards. And I watched the whole thing, pre-show included. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. 
I oh, wasted dear. an entire evening. I say that because the best possible thing that could have been shown was shown first, and that was. Sephiroth in Smash Bros. Da, 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 da. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> dude. I know you didn't get to see it like live, but when no, I was watching I, it. I had to find out after the fact, but I watched the video. It was a great reveal trailer. Oh my god, it's the best reveal trailer. I love how they the music is what gave it away. Like yeah. the, the, all the characters are sitting in front, like they're battling Galeem, and you see Galeem in the sky with all the hands, and Galeem yeah. powers up for an attack, and then shrink. And I'm like, who can cut him in half? And it doesn't like, even cross my mind that it could be right? Sephiroth. It does and then not you hear, and then you're from I was like, what? Shut the fuck up. Oh my god, it was so good. And then when he said, I shall bring Smash Despair, I was like, oh, it's Advent Children. I shall bring Smash Despair. Yeah, they even had Cloud in his Advent Children outfit. Yeah, and the the, Yeah, the whole trailer was basically just Advent Children. And then you see Mario get stabbed. <laughs> like Cloud got stabbed and had it was, children, but it yeah, was it was silhouette overalls. stabbed, but yeah, yeah, he was just hooked on by his overalls. He was like, "Oh no!" Oh. And then, and then, like Sephiroth flings him as Cloud comes after him. So you yeah. just see Mario fly off towards the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's so good. I've watched it. Like I've watched so many people react to it. That's mm. how hype it was. Like yeah, like, like if you ask me, I was just sitting there. I was sitting there. I was like. Oh my god, it's Sephiroth! Oh! <laughs> I gotta go back and watch some reaction videos. I love, especially, like, I love to watch, there's a guy I follow called Matt McMuscles, formerly of uh, Best Friends, Super Best Friends Play, and he's so yeah. into Final Fight, and, like, SNK, and and different stuff like that. So when Terry was announced as a character, I, I immediately looked him up to see him watch, and, like, see the reveal, and, like, just see yeah. the joy on his face. I love it. I love to see a fan get what they want. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh-huh. It's good stuff. Yeah, you you need to watch. Look up Afro Senju. Yeah, and watch his reaction. Afro Senju. Yeah, I'm gonna I write that down. Re- yeah, I love his reactions, man. It's crazy. But yeah, like you said, it's real. It's real cool to see a fan, especially someone who like knows the Advent Children Final Fantasy movie and mm. all of the references, and basically the whole final fight scene was in this trailer. Yeah, because I didn't catch that. Yeah. So that have cool. you not seen it? No, I mean, I just, I saw it when it came out and I didn't see it since. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You know, I've I mean, it's one of those movies yeah, I've, I've, watched, yeah, I've watched it so many times. Lucrezia. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember that Cloud and Vincent were being particularly emo, but that's nothing new. Yeah. I've watched that movie so many times and even more so the complete version on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. which completely changes up like the final fight and everything. Like, Interesting. Yeah. So if you yeah. get a chance, if you come across it, buy it, watch it. It's really cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, Cloud gets a unique final smash against Sephiroth, which is cool. Um, yeah. Slash version five. So that that's what that was. It was yeah. unique just because it was versus. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It could just be alternate final smash. No, that's actually but, a really yeah. really smart interpretation. I saw it and I thought it was either made for the video or it was something like cinematic. But no, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And uh, we get a glimpse of Sephiroth's final smash, which is him transforming into his one-wing angel god form from the original game. Okay. Which is, like, just all the references in that trailer were just ridiculous, spot-on, great. For a half a second when I saw that, I didn't think it was his sm- final smash. I thought that they were going to turn him into a boss character a la, like, also Dracula or Rathalos. I wish they would. That'd be so cool. Yeah, but when when you see his, his wing cover him up it starts pulsating the different colors of the smash ball right 
Yeah. So and then he turns into that. So yeah. So yeah. that's probably his his final smash. Yeah. No. Yeah. It looks super cool. dope. Super dope. Yeah. But uh, moving on, I can talk about that all day for uh, uh, three yeah, minute trailer. No, they they but, dropped it, and that was in the pre show, wasn't it? Or was that no? The it was show? literally the first thing that they in the show. Yeah. Yeah. In the show. Oh, you're right, because Jeff Keeley came on. He was like. Ee-ee. Yeah, he's like, everyone's here. Or at least I think everyone's here. Oh, Jeff. It seems like we're still waiting on someone to arrive. And I was like, (gasps) smash. Okay. I'm going to watch it when we get done recording. Yeah, Um, it's great. great. But yeah, just to rattle off some stuff from the Game Awards. uh, As far as trailers, we got a new zombie game from Left 4 Dead developer. It's called Back for Blood. Mm -hmm. And we also got a Mass Effect trailer. Well, a teaser trailer. Yeah, I am Mass Effect Four. Yeah, yeah, I am uh, very, very scared to be excited for this stuff. Yeah, because Bioware has shown that they are not the same company they used to be. A lot of people left. There's a max exodus because EA ran them into the ground because that's that's what EA do. To yeah, their studios. that's what they do. What are they gonna do? What are you gonna <laughs> run them into the ground? Boo. You gonna buy buy a studio? And tell them to sit down. I'll yeah, speak sit down. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of EA running people into the ground, the Creator of Dead Space is actually making a new Dead Space like game called the Callisto Pro- Protocol, which I am yeah. very excited for. Because when I saw trailer, it, but that monster design was scary. It was kind of uh, Lovecraftian a little bit. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, oh, Dead Space. It's Dead Space. It's and in space. It wasn't, right. And then it wasn't. I was like, oh, but it's by the creator of Dead Space. Okay, I'll take that. No, and that's even better because it's not under EA as a publisher, I don't think. It's just right. it former, former employees of Visceral, I guess. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, we got another Dragon Age teaser trailer. It was all CG. No one cares. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft is making another perfect dark game, which uh-huh. in 2020, eh, I don't know if anybody really cares, but I mean, it's perfect dark. Yeah. It's a classic series. So, I mean, it's a big deal to somebody. It wasn't really a big deal to me either, but yeah. Yeah. Evil Dead is getting another game. Cool. Like its first game since the PS2 era. It looks like you can play different characters too in the Evil Dead universe. Yep. Well, what's the What's the main character's name? Ash. Ash. Uh, Ash Ketchum. Actor. Who's the actor that plays him? Uh, <laughs> Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Bruce Campbell is returning as it's Ash It's not Ketchum. Campbell, so, yeah. <laughs> Ash Ketchum. <laughs> I want to kill all the zombies with a chainsaw on my hand. <laughs> boom, boom, boomstick. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta uh, catch him. It's groovy, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Bruce, Campbell, Bruce Campbell's great. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, near Replicant. Which is a remake of the PS3 Japan version of Nier. Yeah, I saw that. I kind of wish that you'd be able to play as the American version of the character, too. Because I kind of liked him a little better. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played uh, the Japanese version. So, yeah. More Nier is good in my book. Yeah. Uh, Nier, far, wherever you are. Yeah. (laughs) The developer (laughs) of A Way Out debuted a new game called It Takes Two. Which looks very cool, very cute. It's about this couple that gets turned into dolls, basically. And they have, in order to turn back human, they have to fix their relationship, which I thought was very interesting. Through a series of like wacky video games and situations narrated by a literal book of love. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's good. Uh, I showed Vicky and she was like, oh, it's so cute. I want to play with. Play. I was like, we're going to. Yeah. (laughs) And the way that the characters move, I don't know if uh, Ben watches or has ever seen Sid the Science Kid. Uh huh. But they move just like that. Interesting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, they're they're moving like Sid the Science Kid. Yeah, I that's, watched that's... the trailer too, and I thought about uh, how I'll never play that with my wife. 
Womp. Oh, Kristen, won't you do it? Won't you no. do it for our boy? No, she won't. No. Womp. Well, that's okay. Uh, that's pretty much all the stuff that stuck out to me as far as game trailers. But you've got news for our award winners. Take it away. Yeah, yeah. Let me run through a few of the more of the announcements that might have gotten glossed over. And I'll go really quick. So, Master Chief's next game isn't Halo Infinite. It's Fortnite! Ooh! And Halo Infinite also isn't coming out until (laughs) fall or winter fall 2021. Arc 2 is helmed by Vin Diesel now. We get a really long cinematic debut trailer. And it It looked bad. It yes, thank you. I was gonna say the same thing. That fight between him and the dude where they like they built it up. Like and then I was like and and just the choreography, I was like, this is LeMay, as the French say. Yeah. <laughs> it was not did, good. Is it, did you think it was Turok? Because I thought it was Turok. A little bit. I thought it I might s- have been next-gen Turok. Yeah. And then I they bet- were like, Arc 2. And I was like, oh, even worse. Yeah, that's what the Game Awards did to me. They had me thinking it was one thing, and then it was something that I had no interest in whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel does not have enough star power to save whatever this mess is. Maybe it's just a bad trailer, but it definitely did not get me hype and or excited. I, I kind of giggled. I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. I was <laughs> <All> like, <right>. <laughs> Scavenger Studios bringing third person atmospheric adventure bicycle road trip game season. Ooh. And it looks fun. It looks very relaxing and cool. It's kind of like traveling around and just narrative driven. feels like a short hike to me, but it's more realistic in its proportions. You play as a young woman, you're you know riding around your bike. Yeah, you're just studying stuff, taking notes. Yeah, history yeah. and nature. and It looks super chill, and I'm going to follow it. I, yeah. I think it looks cool. Crimson Desert is a new open-world action-adventure game. For a minute there, I thought it might be Elder Scrolls Six, and they finally made combat. That looked fun. Right. But it wasn't. They had an Elder Scrolls thing. It was It was for online. God. It was for online. Yeah. Elder Scrolls. Let's talk about that. But Crimson Desert, take notes, kids. That's going to be one to watch. It looks pretty decent. It definitely... There were some shaky parts in the trailer, but it was showing mostly gameplay, and it's probably in early development, I would imagine. The trailer was super long. It was long, but it showed so much good stuff. Yeah. I'm into it. I mean, it looks like a fully, like, it was a proof of concept to go, guys, we're serious. We're making this game. We're almost done. Look at what we made. Right. Yeah, this costs us money. Yeah, we're going to show it. Disco Elysium, the final cut, is being released for consoles, PS5, Switch, Xbox, and people who already own Disco Elysium on PC get the final cut for free when it comes out. Oh. That's that's how they do. Now, if you haven't heard much about Disco Elysium, it won a ton of awards last year for good reason. It's an isometric RPG, and you know how like, the choices you make matter? It, it, it Same thing here, except for dialed up to 11 and in ways you wouldn't even imagine. You can totally affect the personality of the detective you play as to the point where he's like a conspiracy theorist or a communist or a straight up mm. capitalist or a drunk or all of the above. Like it's just, wow. it's, it's bananas how in depth this game goes. And I recommend any fan of RPGs to check it out because your mind's going to be blown. It'll probably be your game of the year. If you haven't played it already. What can you so, play it on? Everything. Once it comes everything. out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you, you can get it for your switch. Now, again, I'm going to hold off. I might get it for PS5, but if the Switch version ends up, because, I mean, it's not a graphical powerhouse, so it's more artistic, and it looks really good, but, again, more art-focused. So if it runs well on the Switch, I'll probably get it for Switch just so I can have it on the go, but, you know, whatever. One more thing to mention about Sephiroth, and I think we can get into the actual awards. Next Thursday, I believe, it's the 17th. Yeah, this upcoming Thursday, 
Sakurai at 5 p.m. Eastern is going to do a walkthrough of Sephiroth, which means he may reveal some things as well, because typically he does. But he'll definitely show Sephiroth as a character, show him off what's included, probably the musical tracks, the stages and all that. Maybe some Amiibo news. He likes to squeeze that in sometimes. So for those interested, definitely check that out. And we'll go on to the awards. So I'll uh, start from the bottom and kind of go up to the top. They had a lot of categories. I'm not going to name every single one, but we'll go over kind of like the highlights. Best multiplayer game went to Among Us. Kind of think it should have went to Fall Guys, but that's just me. Yeah. Best sports game, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I agree. That's what I voted for. Best family game, Animal Crossing. I agree. That's what I voted for. Best fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. I agree. That's what I voted for. for. (laughs) Best RPG winner. I voted for Persona 5 Royal. They gave it to Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm not mad about that because that's literally the only award that that game won. And it should have won more. So what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? But didn't it win Miss Music? Um, I don't think so. But let me get to that because maybe it did. Maybe it did. Best action adventure game went to Last of Us Part Two, and best action game went to Hades. Yay! Best indie game went to Hades. Yay! Yay. Best performance winner. So this is like for the performance of a character. Went to Abby. Yeah, my favorite character from Last of Us Part Two. Suck it, salty fans. <laughs> <laughs> and I voted for it too, so I was happy about that. Sweet. Best audio design went to Last of Us. There was some good stuff on there. I kind of feel like Ghost of Tsushima or even Doom Eternal kind of probably should have took that. But, you know, okay. Last of Us. Now, the best score, you're right. The best score in music was Final Fantasy VII Remake. And you know what? I ain't mad. Who who else could it have been? Well, let's see. We had Hades. Mm. I mean, Mm. Final Fantasy. I I haven't played Hades, but I just know that Final Fantasy, especially VII, music is God tier. It, it is. I'll agree with you there. It's kind of hard to put them in the same category. I think yeah. for original score, something that came out this year, Hades probably did the greatest job it could. So second runner-up in my heart, Hades. Yeah. Best art direction, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm not hey. mad at that. Best narrative, Last of Us Part Two. Best mm-hmm. game direction, Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the game of the year, can you guess? I it was Last of Us Part Two. Persona 5 Royal? <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't even a contender. <laughs> right. <laughs> But no, Last of Us Part Two was the game of the year. And again, I mentioned it before. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing, Last of Us. All of them deserve it. All of them would have been great choices. And, you know, shout outs to all the developers and the people that put in hard work to make those games this year. Because yeah. you gave me hours upon hours upon hours oh, of yeah. entertainment. And and more into the beyond. Because it's, I'm not done with some of these games. So yeah. While I love The Last of Us Part Two, I don't think it should have won game of the year what, what was your pick well of course final fantasy wasn't yeah it? I, I, well yeah i'm gonna say final fantasy but i even think that ghost of Tsushima could have get it was know, definitely they should have had a category like for best new ip because i feel like ghost or hades could have took that for sure yeah but you Although know it hades is technically it is. isn't new because they already came out on pc but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. but they're just awards at the yep, end of yep. the day so okay we are pretty far in buddy do you think we should hold off on the Derek x mike anime challenge for next week or do you think we should go ahead and do it? Uh, I think, I mean, we can, we can hold off, man. Okay. All right. So for those looking forward to Derek X Mike anime challenge, we will pick that up next week. It's just there was so much news this week. So much happened. I feel like this episode will go on forever and ever and ever and ever. So yeah. <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap things up. I do have a new thing, though. Let's talk about what we're feeling. And then I want to talk about a new thing in regards to the podcast. So stick around for that. So before we head out, I want to know, Derek, this week. 
Good, sir. What you feeling? I'm feeling a YouTuber by the name of Fly Ann. That's F-L-Y-A-N-N. Mm-hmm. Specifically because he is streaming currently Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And if you know anything about me, you know that I love JRPGs. I beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2 earlier this year. And just a few things about that game. The voices are amazing. And when Mm -hmm. I say that, I mean that they are wild and out of this world. Mm -hmm. Uh, They used a, I believe, a Welsh dubbing company. So a lot of the voices are just very, like, accent heavy. Mm -hmm. And then some of them are, like, real American. And it's just, it's wild. So seeing him talk about it and all of the, just the areas and the events that happen in the game, he's he's real funny, too. So He's got some good commentary, huh? Yeah, he's got great commentary. So I, I love it. Cool. I love the guy. Fly in, YouTube. Subscribe. I'm going to have to check them out. Yeah, for sure. Hey, to give you one, this is not what I'm feeling this week, but this is along the same lines of what you're feeling. You might be into this. Okay. There's a YouTube channel called Danny Dinosaur. Danny Dinosaur. Does a really good playthrough of Breath of the Wild. Like lots of fun. Lots okay. of callbacks and inside jokes and silly stuff. And watching him play through that game and then going through master mode and then going through the DLC. Good times. Cool. So check him out too. All right. Well, this week. I am feeling something that I've been thinking about for a while. It originally debuted to little fanfare in the BBC, and then it came over to Adult Swim, I know for sure. It's called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And it's like mm-hmm. a it's like a fake it's about a fake show, and it's told in the style of like, oh, this is an old 80s show that we did that never really took off, but it should have. Here are the lost episodes for you to view. And so the author is a bit narcissistic and mm-hmm. he talks about how great of a horror author he is and how legendary he is. And then you can see his narcissism in the show because he plays the main character. And the idea is they all That's work at funny. this night. Yeah. They all work at this uh, night hospital and weird, strange occurrences happen. And he like explain, Ooh, so weird. spooky. <laughs> and they presented as extremely low budget with bad actors and, you know, different, sequence breaks or third wall breaks and stuff like that so it's comedy gold the whole thing you can actually see on youtube if you search it so i will give you guys the spelling so you can search it on youtube or google it so you can check it out for yourself it is garth g-a-r-t-h merengue m-a-r-e-n-g-h i apostrophe s merengue's dark place you will not be disappointed. If you like The Mighty Boosh, that's another good English comedy, or The Original Office, or The IT Crowd, I think you would be into this for sure. In fact, cool. one of the actors from The IT Crowd is in this. So. Awesome. Well, cool. So, announcements for the podcast. My wife has started a new Facebook page for us. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash player2 has entered the pod. That'll take you straight to our fan page. I would encourage our listeners to go to our fan page and like and follow us. We'd really appreciate it. We're going to start kind of being more aggressive about advertising the podcast. We're going to be pulling some clips from the podcast to play for people, putting that out more often, and just having a bigger social media presence solely dedicated to the podcast to drive that and hopefully just find our audience. You know, we know you're out there. We know there's people out there that dig the show. Thank you so much to all the fans we already have and the people that do enjoy the show. We we really yes, appreciate you. We really appreciate you. y'all. Yeah, we do. And again, you can provide feedback if you like, mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. And uh, just before we go, if the folks at home are liking what they're hearing, they want to hear more, they want to find you, your pickups, where can they find you at? They can follow me on Twitter at goodies underscore more. 
I'm on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore. And if you want to check out any of the things that I talked about that I picked up, like the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy, the VV doll, the Flatatron, oh, Flatatron, the Flat Iron Building Lego set, you can find that at eBay.com slash STR slash Gamer Goodies and more. What are you gonna do, baby? <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL. Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash MC Paperstacks. Mondays is Warriors and Brawlers games playing through the story mode of AOC right now, and that is at 9 p.m. Eastern. And Fridays, we're doing horror games. I haven't picked my horror game for this Friday, but, you know, pick it for me. Reach out to me. Let me know what you'd like me to play. I'm thinking about Spooky's House of Jump Scares. It's this PC-only game. Mm-hmm. Might be kind of fun. And then the mainstream, Cyberpunk 2077. That's yeah. Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, so check me out. All my previous... Twitch plays and Let's Plays are on MC Paperstacks plays on YouTube. And of course, you can find us at our hub, anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod. We upload an episode every single Sunday. And you can listen to us pretty much wherever podcasts are available. Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And that's our show. All right. Thanks for showing up, guys. We love you. Love you. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.